Hello, welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So glad to be with all of you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome from wherever you are joining. So great that we have this forum that through the wonders of the internet, we can connect to each other wherever we are, any time zone. And even because we can do this live or on demand, wherever you are, when it's the moment for you, you can connect. So welcome everybody. Thanks for being together. Good morning, Seku, Daryl. Welcome everybody as you join in for this Dream Leapers Inspiration. You know, we are in the holy season. Um, we have, in just about every spiritual tradition, by the way, it is holy season. Uh, in the Christian tradition, we've been in the space of Lent and Easter is right around the corner. Uh, Palm Sunday just passed. In Indian tradition, it's called Holi, um, in English, H-O-L-I. This is a sacred time of year all around the world, as it should be. It's spring. It's a time of renewal, of potential, of possibility. And during this time, it's very smart for us to pause and to count our blessings, to recognize the grace that fills our lives every day, to reconnect to that space within us that connects us directly to God. It's important to do that. I would say it's important to do that every day, but certainly during this holy season, is it a time for us to step back and to examine our lives and to look and see all the things for which we can be grateful and, and to identify ways in which we can be in even better alignment with God within ourselves, God that connects us to each other. Now, I was taught many years ago, God dwells within you as you. This is a saying from an Indian meditation master, Baba Muktananda. So that notion, God dwells within you as you, pretty powerful if you think about it, that within each of our beings, God dwells within us. You know, this, this, this physical body that we inhabit, our spirit that lives within our body, that that spirit is God. Think about that. It's pretty powerful. Something that you can contemplate deeply. I have for many years considered, if we think about the life force that lives within us, I think many of us do understand that the miracle of that comes from God, however you know God. But if you understand that it actually is God, that that life force within you, it's of God, of God, is God, within you is pulsing the manifestation of God. If you think that way, how do you live? If you envision that the precious spirit that animates you is God. How do you live? Another uh, teaching 
that we have learned and work to embody is see God in each other. Now, how do you put that to the test? When things are going well, it's not hard. Oh, I love you. This is so great. I'm so happy to be in your company. I'm so happy to be able to engage you because something wonderful has happened. Okay, when things are wonderful, it's easy to see the magnificence of the moment, of the person, of the experience. It's when there are challenges. That's when we need to find faith that we can see God in each other, that we can look for the highest in the experience. That's when it's important, right? During the easy times, during the fabulous, wonderful, loving, sweet times, faith is abounding all around us so much, it's just present and we are enjoying it. We might even not realize that it's there because it's just so good. But in the challenging times, when it's, things are difficult, when it's hard for us to move forward, when, when we feel brittle, when we feel hurt, when we feel weak, when we feel angry, when we feel less than, when we are wanting, in those times, those are the times often when we're pointing our finger at someone or something and blaming somebody else, something else for our circumstances, right? Those finger pointing times are the times when it would be amazing if we could point, keep the finger pointed that way, but look for God in the situation. Look for God in the person. Look for God's truth and opening in whatever is happening. Think of that. What if you did that? You look for the greatness, you look for the goodness, you look for the upliftment in the worst of circumstances. This is a choice. It's like exercising the muscle, which is why I wanted to talk about keeping the faith today in the space of this holy time for all of us. How do you keep the faith when you feel brittle? How do you keep the faith when you have doubts, when things are difficult and you just may want to give up, when you don't see a clear path forward, when everything seems dark and, and close and, and uh, combining? How do you keep the faith there? We can think about our great leaders. Think about Martin Luther King Jr. He walked into the fight, John Lewis, into the fight, into the fight for justice for all. He walked into it knowing that there have been decades and decades of people making the effort to change the course of history and losing hundreds of years of people losing the fight. And yet, what did Dr. King do? March forward with confidence, holding on to his faith, and locking arms with like-minded people because he believed 
that the day would come when we would be able to enjoy the kind of freedom that we didn't then, and some would say we're still fighting for. But he never gave up the fight. John Lewis never gave up the fight. What is the fight that you're willing to continue to fight no matter what? What is your fight? Each of us has something that we're willing to stand up for, that we believe is important for our lives in order to walk the path that we've chosen for ourselves. But are we connected to that? Are you connected to whatever that is for you? First, you have to figure out what the path is. And I don't mean that you, you can only go one way forever. We know life doesn't look like that. Life has many meandering moments. But if you aren't conscious of where you want to go, you could go down all kinds of lanes and end up nowhere or end up all the way back to where you started without any clarity to accompany you. Keeping the faith in my way of understanding it is holding on to that goodness inside and allowing it to scintillate within you, connecting again and again to God within you and helping you to see God in the world. And that becomes the path. When you see God, you walk that way. When you see light, you believe, you trust that you're walking into the path of goodness. How many times have you seen darkness and you're like, oh, but I just want to check it out. And you veered off and it took you in the wrong direction. And it was hard to get back once you went in that direction. If you're honest with yourself, for most of us, that has happened more than once. That the allure of the other path that might be exciting, but also might be dark and negative and what you know deep down in your soul is not what you should be doing. How many times have you just veered off for a minute to check it out? And what happened? How difficult was it to come back? Coming back to center, back to wholeness, back to goodness is what we can do each day, in each moment of conscious awareness. Oh, where am I on my path? Am I where I want to be? Do I need to recenter myself? By consciously choosing to keep faith that you can be in alignment with God, that you can walk a path that is conscious and intentional, that's powerful. Now, I have a quote for you. Now, this was so interesting, looking for these quotes. This one is from the, I guess, televangelist, Joel Osteen. He says, I believe that God has put gifts and talents and ability on the inside of every one of us. When you develop that, and you believe in yourself, and you believe that you're a person of influence, and a person of purpose. I believe you can rise up out of any situation. 
I'll read that to you again. I believe that God has put gifts and talents and ability on the inside of every one of us. When you develop that and you believe in yourself and you believe that you're a person of influence and a person of purpose, I believe you can rise up out of any situation. So it's an interesting twist on faith that you have to have faith in yourself and believe that you matter. Believe that you count. It's interesting. I was speaking to a young woman just last week in the midst of all of this uh, Stop Asian Hate that we are looking at with a much clearer focus than perhaps ever. All this incredible hatred and, and murders in Atlanta and the the labeling of the coronavirus as as the China virus and how language and ideas and stereotypes about people can be so very good. I was talking to a young Chinese American woman who was telling me that one of the things that people are taught in her culture, or certainly were taught, was you keep your head down, you become the model minority, you do what you're supposed to do, and you just you you stay quiet and you follow directions, basically. And you have to understand that you really don't matter that much. So just be quiet, keep your head down, and move forward. And she described this tearfully as um, a disempowering experience that many parents have taught their children to protect them because many Asian people in America are mistreated, are considered foreigners even if they were born here because they look different, much like how many Black people are treated. And as she was describing the this notion that, that she was taught by her parents that she ultimately rejected of being worthless. She said, you know, in order for her to come into her own, she had to, to take that cloak off because the weight was too heavy of choosing to believe that she was worthless. Because when you believe you're worthless, then what matters? This was so powerful. I had not heard this before. We had a really intense, beautiful conversation where she was explaining the consciousness that many Asian Americans um, live in out of self-protection. And she was breaking through that, cracking that shell and saying, uh-uh, I cannot. I cannot live like that. I cannot think like that. I have to believe that I matter. I have to believe that as I am, I'm valuable. And so she's working through this uh, reclaiming of who she is in a culture that is often disparaging. And in cases today where it's quite dangerous, but this is not new. So in the context of what Joel Osteen is saying, in order for you to really walk and live with faith and keep 
that faith, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that God has put inside of you abilities, capabilities, awareness, talents that are uniquely yours and that connect you to humanity in the highest of ways. You have to believe that. You have to believe on a core level that you are valuable, that you have a purpose, that you are here for a reason, and that you, your talents, your abilities matter to our culture, to humankind. You have to believe that in order for any of it to matter. And I say that knowing I've talked to some mental health professionals recently. You know, we are a year in quarantine. Just coming up a little bit now because many of us have had vaccines, but understanding that we still have to be extremely cautious. But during this year, many people have suffered emotionally, mentally, we know spiritually. We know that people suffer physically, financially. But that spiritual suffering of isolation has been devastating for many people. Talking to this one psychiatrist, Dr. Janet Taylor, who I've talked to some frequency, um, who works with a lot of people suffering from mental illness and substance abuse and, you know, people who are having big challenges, especially now. And Dr. Janet said, that we have to figure out how to take care of ourselves, especially during times like these, when it can be easy to let go of the faith, to to release the the whatever the hold is that we need to have that connects us to divinity. If we let that go, then we slip into darkness. If we allow our faith to dissipate, we allow the darkness to descend upon us. It is so difficult to climb out of it. And so she talks about little things that we can do. And when I say them, you're going to go, okay, yeah, I know these. But I want to say to you, are you doing it? Taking care of your body, your temper. What are you putting in your body? What are you eating? What are you drinking? What are you consuming? Are you moving your body? Moving your body helps to get your systems flowing, helps to keep your being alert, awake, engaged, healthy. Are you sleeping? She talked oh, a lot about sleep. And, and I think I told you a while ago, I interviewed Nona Kamali, the fashion designer. She's amazing. She's 75 years old. She looks if she looks 50, maybe not. She talked in, in her new, new book, I'm Invincible. She talks about the importance of sleep and really making sure that you go to sleep and get your full complement of sleep every day because that is how your body, your mind, and your spirit rejuvenate. Living a life in balance. And we've been so off balance, just in terms of how our world is working right now. Again, the pandemic, social injustice, financial ruin for many people, 
isolation. These are real and they can test anyone and they have been testing many of us. If, if not you, somebody you love, if not you, somebody in your family. And I think about the elders. My mother who is 91 years old, who is a source of light in our family every single day. And she has been struggling. She got COVID. She, thank God, survived COVID. But she's, we haven't been able to be with her. It's just beginning that we could do more than see her on a screen. We're close family. We're accustomed to being together. And it's taken a toll. It's taken a toll on how quick her mind is. This is true for so many of our elders in isolation for a year. This is true for so many single people in isolation in their homes for a year. Uh, similarly, but might feel different for people who are living with others, who are married, who have children, sometimes that togetherness makes it difficult for people to find the space for peace. This is a tough time. And in these tough times, if you don't have a sense of purpose, like why are you here? What is important in your life? What do you value? What is the course that you've set for yourself? Do you need to course correct? Are you paying attention to how you're living your life? Are you engaging your faith to help guide your steps? Or are you just going with the flow? Are you floundering? Are you sleeping too much? Are you sitting too much? Yes. Are you, have you given up on engaging your body on tending to yourself? Where do you fit on that spectrum? If you tell yourself the truth, how well have you been tending to you? How well have you been engaging faith in yourself and in God that you can live your best life. You can stand in your greatness even when you may feel a bit diminished. Do you believe that? I'm hoping that you do. As I started this engagement right now, talking about keeping the faith, I shared with you that during this holy period globally, one of the things that I learned that I, I choose to practice on a daily basis, A, to recognize that God dwells within you as you, teaching from Baba Muktananda. God dwells within you as you. Contemplate that, it's powerful. And then as I look out at others, to choose to see God in each other. It is such a powerful exercise because the way you look at others, the way you see people helps either elevate an experience or diminish an experience. If you make the choice by keeping faith that God is everywhere, in everything, and that you can look for that, you keep the faith that even in 
the darkest moments and most challenging moments, God is present and you can look for God in the moment, it is going to change your experience. Then you are going to recognize that in every single one of us, there are talents, there are abilities that God has put in there that we can cultivate. Sometimes we can cultivate them together. Sometimes we can work in community to support each other and uplift everyone at the same time because we can be of the mind that there is enough for everyone. See, what we run into during times of lack, and this for many has been a time of lack just because we lack the freedom to just be with each other. That's a huge lack. And there are many others that have occurred. We've talked about it, the lack of financial resources and all kinds of things. But when we are in times of lack, people often get stingy and clinging. I'm gonna hold on to mine, there's not enough for you. I'm gonna push you out of the way because I need to get mine. That attitude is dangerous. And now it may seem counterintuitive to have your arms open and say, there's enough. There's enough for all of us. This world is big enough and rich enough for there to be enough for all of us to have what we need. But if we can have that belief to keep the faith that that is true, then we can reach out and connect with others and support each other and figure out ways to make this a better life, to believe that all of us are valuable and all of us deserve to live in grace, to live in peace, to have what we need and to be able to share with others. During this holy season, we need to think about that. We need to keep the faith that it is possible for there to be enough for all of us, that we all are valuable and that for you to be valuable or me doesn't mean this one over here isn't. It means we all are. I want you to think about that. During this time, pause. Think about your value, uplift your value, and that of others. It works. It's not always easy, especially if you're feeling a little brittle, but it works. Pray, meditate, ask for guidance to see your path, to be able to walk your path, and to be able to continue to be loving to others as you walk your path. It's possible. You have to believe it, though. So I'm going to read you this quote one more time before we go. I just thought this was a great one because it's practical. This is from Joel Osteen. I believe that God has put gifts and talents and ability on the inside of every one of us. When you develop that and you believe in yourself and you believe that you're a person of influence and a person of purpose, I believe you can rise up out of any situation. There are a lot of things in there that, that he's, he's saying. It starts with God put all these things inside of every one of us. Gifts, talents, and ability inside of everyone. 
gift, talent, and ability. He says when you develop that, you have to do something. You have to develop it. You have to do the work to develop the gifts, to develop the talents. If you have the ability, then you can develop the gifts and the talents. And you have to believe in yourself. This is the biggest part. To have faith, you have to believe in you. You have to believe that you are capable and worthy of whatever it is that you feel you want to do with your life. You have to believe in you. Even if there are people who say you shouldn't, even if there are people who say you're worthless, sadly, there are people in the world who say that, who say that to people and can break their spirits. I'm saying you let that go. That's their problem. That's their belief. It does not have to be yours. You must believe in yourself in order for your life to be fulfilled. You must. If you believe, Joel Osteen says, that you're a person of influence and a person of purpose, you can rise up out of any situation. Okay, to believe you're a person of influence, that's the next level. First, you need to believe you're valuable, but then that you're a person of influence. Who do you influence? Do you ever think, well, that person over there influences folks, not me. I'm just getting by. You influence someone. We all do. So if you're conscious about the influence that you have on others, you can more finely tune how you live, how you engage other people. It can become an incredibly powerful uh, reality for you to recognize your sphere of influence. It could be you influence a child. It could be you influence a neighbor that you see when you walk to the grocery store. It could be you influence a community of people at your job, at your place of worship, in your home. If you believe that you're a person of influence, you might take yourself more seriously and recognize that you have to pay attention more closely because you're influencing someone. If you believe you're a person of purpose, it means you're not going to flounder about, go with the, whichever way the wind blows. If you're a person of purpose, it helps you to keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, your eyes straight ahead, moving forward with focus. If you believe you're a person of purpose, then you accept that this is true and you look for what your purpose is and then you follow it. Joel Osteen said that we all have these gifts, that God put it into every one of us. It's up to us to believe it and to do the work. What other way do you want to live other than connected to God dwelling within you, God living within each person, you having your eyes open so you can see your purpose and choosing to move forward in purpose? Keep the faith, y'all. During this holy season, keep the faith. Know that God's love is pulsing inside of you, inside of me, inside of all of us. Do you remember that? 
you hold on to that, life is going to be sweeter. Promise. I think that's God's promise to us. Keep the faith. Life is going to be sweeter. See God in each other. Life is going to be sweeter. We can do it. We deserve to live in this way. So I send my love and blessings to all of you. Thank you for being with me today. I hope that you will keep the faith that everything you need is inside of you and within the covenant of humanity. It's all here for us. We just have to see it and claim it. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.